And we welcome you to the Social 5 Podcast. And we're going to be joined again by the CEO, Rob Wellman, and his organization with a big honor as uh, they came up with a win on America's Real Deal out of 16 companies. Social 5 was the one that was left standing as voted for by the viewers in the uh, incredible crowdsourcing investment type show that awards the small businesses like yours, Rob, uh, with a great honor. And, you know, you came in there through uh, 16 different companies and you're the last one standing. And we talked a little bit about it on our last podcast, but what an honor for your organization. Yeah, thank you, Pete. It is an honor for all of our employees, our customers to come out as the season one winner of America's Real Deal. It's certainly an honor, and uh, we're proud of what what transpired there for sure. Well, one of the things that they talked about on that show, they did a lot of setup, especially on the finale, talking about who invests in organizations and businesses and why. And a lot of it comes down to, I trust you, I like you. You have an incredible trustable uh, factor to you and a likability, which is definitely measurable. I'm certain that that has parlayed into your organization. And I want to touch on that a little bit about the culture of Social 5 and how you've been able to enact your personality along with your business sense and vision to become the likable company you are. Well, thanks for that, Pete. I don't know that we're doing anything revolutionary. Um, you know, we adhere to some basic business principles that I think good leaders, you know, are trying to do in their organizations as well. And that is we, uh, we hire the right people. Uh, we try to get them in the right role and then we allow them to do their job. You know, I think that, um, entrepreneurial companies, I've come to believe there's more money lost by an indecision than by a wrong decision. And so one of the things that we preach in our organization is make a decision, move quickly. And we often learn more about a mistake than we do something that's right. And so I want all of our employees to have the freedom to make choices, make decisions, and then be honest with our evaluation. I think that's one of the things that helps us dramatically in our company. So we always hear about the culture of fear and uh, that can always kind of stranglehold a business. And in your case, it's a culture of, of, of uh, comfortable. You know, be comfort. You make your decisions, and as you say, you win. You sometimes you don't win on a decision, but you can learn from those things, and then that's how you continually get better. But you can chase your tail a little bit, and I'm sure that really impedes progress. Yeah, well, think of it this way, Pete. I think. Um, if this is true, that more money is lost by indecision than by a wrong decision, then we shouldn't create this paranoia in organizations to make decisions. We should empower people to make nimble, quick decisions and then learn from it. And I really believe in small businesses that's true. I think in large organizations, processes and all the work to protect their assets is, becomes more important. But entrepreneurs are very much shoot, ready, aim instead of measure, 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 and then cut. And entrepreneurial organizations that make decisions and that move quickly are going to outpace uh, anybody that's trying to compete with them. So through the process with America's Real Deal, there were a number of companies that all had, you know, different backgrounds and different product services and things that they offered. What did you learn? And and were you, were you kind of close to what they were doing? And were you able to see things as far as how they went to market, how they social networked, how they utilized their tools. Did you learn anything that you could bring to Social 5 from that experience as well? Well, that's a really good question. You know, one of the reasons that I believe 
Social Five became victorious in season one is that we weren't just an idea. We had customers, um, lots of them. We had uh, fine-tuned our offering and our service. And we had a management team that had a little bit of a track record of success in the past where many of the organizations on these reality TV shows are startups and just trying to get going. And so I think that's one of the things that separated us from the, the rest of the audience. Having said that, there were some really, really good companies there. They're just younger than we are. And one of the things that we, um, I think, really helped us, too, is that it's uh, part of the, the formula for choosing the winner is based on who votes for you, who buys your products, and who invests in you. Because we're already a digital company, we had an advantage in the voting arena. In fact, our social media expertise allowed us to draw more attention to who we are and get more votes. We're also selling online. And so think about a business even today in the coronavirus situation that's never sold online. They've got a chasm to cross to start selling online. Well, we were ahead of that. So one of the things that I think we learned through the America's Real Deal process and of the events of COVID-19 is that you absolutely have to have a digital strategy. Even if you're a brick-and-mortar business, you better start – selling online and i think that's one of the things that came out cost loud and clear you know, rob from apartments to vehicles to uh, large purchases you're now buying those online as though you're going to amazon i've seen some car dealerships that will drive your test vehicle to your home to test it and then you purchase the car online closing home mortgages all kinds of things industries that have sort of had web presence yeah, we got a website where you can sort of uh, uh, browse and look at our, our, our content and our, 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 uh, our services or our goods, uh, but we don't really move them on there. Now, uh, even cars are being sold online. I mean, you know, Carvana is a company you can think of that does that already. And that, you know, when you first saw that concept, you're like, really? But the truth is, is you're 100% right. And so there are some companies that have probably been a little bit flat-footed, let's say. And then there's a whole group right now uh, that uh, uh, have been moving, and they're at an advantage. If you've been a company that's been flat-footed and you need to get going right now, uh, what would be the best steps for digital strategy for them? Because it can be so large and encompassing. But what would you narrow down to the key components to get started? Yeah, that's a really, really good question. So let me outline that very succinctly. One of the things you've got to be able to do is do e-commerce online. And so oftentimes a website is just an online brochure. And so morphing a website to where you can actually take an order online and do a transaction is one of the first steps before you can actually do a transaction. And this is not expensive. You could build a brand new website with e-commerce capability for less than $1,500. And I would recommend doing that on WordPress. It's a very nimble platform. So that would be the first thing, is make sure that you can do e-commerce online. The second thing is you gotta tell people about that. And um, let me paint this picture, Pete. If you think back to radio, it took 38 years to amass an audience of 50 million listeners. And then comes along television, which is this disruptive platform, and it takes 13 years to amass an audience of 50 million viewers. Then comes along the internet, only four years 
to amass an audience of 50 million um, participants. Now let's fast forward to Facebook as our example. How long do you think it took Facebook to reach 50 million um, active users? Well, the answer is nine months, and it reached 100 million in nine months. So think about that. There's never been a marketing platform that's had the speed and the reach of social media. And so once you have e-commerce available and you can sell online, you got to tell people about it. Well, the most efficient way to do that is with social media. Most small businesses can't afford television. They can't afford a billboard. They can't afford radio. It's free to turn on a social media platform. And so once you have e-commerce, you need to leverage the digital world of social media, and you need to identify which social platforms make sense for your business. If you're a B2B business, it's LinkedIn. If you're B2C, it's more Instagram and Facebook. So leveraging social media after you have e-commerce would be the next step. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So one of the things from the B2C side of things that I have to point out that Social 5 does so well, a lot of a lot of businesses try to execute social media strategies, and, and my feeling is 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 it falls short first in quality of content with your writers, which are so good. They need to 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 go to you for that because they don't have them on staff, right? And then and then the other component is consistency. So you, let's say you know, I mean, you're in triage with a lot of small businesses as entrepreneurs. There's not a ton of people around, and if something goes wrong or some equipment breaks down or you don't have time to get back to your computer and do these things and write these stories. The one thing I've experienced with Social 5 is that the content is there. It's there on time. It's effective. And take a time like right now. You couldn't have a more important time to talk to the community than right now with people that are uh, basically on the sidelines waiting to buy and sell. So what a great way to share community-based news to those that need to hear from the businesses. That's what Social 5 does. And if you could talk to that a little bit, are, are, are you seeing that you're getting an uptick from a business perspective because you have different pillars of content that you cover that isn't just product-based, but now with the COVID-19 <laughs> crisis, do you have more of that happening? Yeah, no question. You know, our customers tell us they don't have the time, the resources, or the expertise or creativity to manage their own social marketing themselves. And so... What are their options? Their options are to do nothing. And if the COVID-19 pandemic doesn't emphasize the critical need for a social media strategy, I don't know what would. Our business is dramatically increasing over the last 30 days because people realize they've got to have it. So we provide to businesses expert writers that come to us from major publications like USA Today. So they're the best of the best. And they write the content that's unique for that business. But remember, if you just talk about your business all the time, you will annoy people and you will turn them off. That is not good practice in person-to-person -person communication, nor is it good practice in the digital communication. And so we mix together with other talented writers, things in the pop culture, humor, uh, timely things like COVID-19. You better be talking about 
COVID-19 um, as a small business owner and how this is affecting you and what's going on or some ideas and tips. You ought to be talking about pop culture if it's the World Series or the NBA Finals or, you know, there's a new Iron Man movie out by Marvel. You need to twist those things into your content strategy to keep it interesting and appealing to a large audience. And because we have hundreds of writers that come from all different backgrounds and expertise, we can create a playlist and mix it together for a customer in a very, very remarkable way at a price point that makes sense for a small business owner. Well, and the, the beautiful part about that is, is it's affordable and effective for the small business owner, yet it affords you the opportunity to run your business where you're successful as well. So you've uh, definitely found a sweet spot margin there. So which brings me to this question from the crowdsource funding that was a big part of America's real deal. Uh, so, you, you, nothing like that has really happened before. I guess they're saying since 1931, they finally were able to get some laws you know, moved around where everyday Americans can look at your business and not be an investor on Wall Street or wherever it is and say, I, Pete Wagner, want to invest into Social 5. That's really what the core of this program is about, correct? Yeah, this is a game changer for small businesses. If you take America's real deal aside, because it's a promotional lever, just like Shark Tank, businesses go on and they promote themselves. Take that aside for a minute. There has been some legal changes in the way capital can be raised for small businesses. Uh, you know, think about it this way. Uh, what does a small business do in order to get money? Well, they go to conventional sources, which is very difficult. Sometimes an SBA loan is a good start for small businesses, but it's very difficult to get capital um, so if you go the BC route, which I like to call venture capitalists, they take control. And so it's very hard, and you can't um, get too many friends and family. It wasn't legal. You only have a limited of the number of people you can have invest in a small business. So that's one of the things that's changed. There's been some laws changed so that a small business can do equity-based crowdfunding. And that means that a small business can get a lot of individuals, whether they're friends and family or people in their community that understand what they're doing or people that just like what they do. And now they can invest $50, $100, $1,000 and not breach the SEC regulations. So that's a major change, and it really can um, just disrupt the whole way small businesses get capital today. And what happened is um, these laws took place and changed, and so America's Real Deal created a new independent stock market where people could invest in these businesses, register with the SEC under a legal way, and it really is a game changer. So which lends to this next question then. Is there a way or is there a vision maybe, having experienced it and seeing how this is a game changer, where Social 5 can now become, because you think crowdsourcing, you think social, right, media, uh, or, or a way to communicate that. Is there a way you can play that into your offerings? Have you thought about that at all? Yeah, absolutely. You know, in the past, people have done crowdfunding, and that usually, what that really is, is just a pre-sale of product. It's it's a pre-purchase of product that's not created yet, and uh, there's been a lot of good crowdfunding sources to do that. This is different. This is equity-based crowdfunding. And there are platforms that are taking advantage of the new laws and legal changes to do equity-based crowdfunding. What American Real 
Deal did is they put the promotional lever of the, you know, taking Shark Tank to the new level as a promotional level would make it happen. Well, for us, we work with small businesses everywhere, and we're working with their owners and their leadership team because they don't do their own accounting, they don't do their own HR, and they certainly don't want to do their own social media. So we work directly with them. But what this is allowing us to do is guide these business owners into other ways to raise capital. And so we become more to our customers than even just social media services. And then when they start um, going down the route of equity-based crowdfunding, they can leverage our social media engines to promote the equity-based crowdfunding. So it is really a game changer, and uh, we're pretty excited about what's possible in helping small businesses, which really is the heartbeat of our country. Boy, that's absolutely brilliant. And then in terms of those uh, small businesses coming out of the uh, COVID-19 crisis, what would you say to them is your messaging uh, to what they need to be thinking and then what they should be telling the customers? Well, let me just tell you what's happening. When, when the economy is cranking, everybody gets a little bit soft in that, yep. hey, we're doing good, we're making money. And then COVID-19 hits and we're like, holy cow, I should have invested in this or I should have been thinking about this. So what's happening is businesses everywhere are now doing a retake. And just like 9-11 changed our world forever, COVID-19 is going to change businesses forever. And so what businesses are doing today, they're saying, oh, wow, I, I knew I should have done online or I, I knew I should have been able to do remote meetings. What do I do now? And so platforms like Zoom Room is just exploding because people realize, hey, I can do meetings remotely. They're asking the question, how do I communicate online? And so social media is top of mind. My message is to small businesses is, Hey, coming out of this, let's learn from it. Use the digital world. Don't be, don't have your head in the sand and let this movement of social media pass you by. It is a disruptive movement that will change everything. And it has been changing everything. Don't get left behind. Jump on it. It's not that hard. It's not. And I think the most important part of what we've observed, and you brought it up earlier, and we both spoke of this, is that people are actually purchasing uh, things more so than ever before online that you never would have thought would have. And that opens the doors for not just being that brochure, but actually being a cash register too as well, where they're actually completing the sales. I think that's a really, really important note uh, to make that it's become multidimensional and not just a view-only type of thing. Yeah, I mean, think about it this way. There's always a disruptive movement, and the businesses that take advantage of it propel themselves forward. And the digital world is disruptive. And I'm, I'm excited as I watch entrepreneurs in the restaurant industry that are really taking a hard hit with this. And that'll bounce back. But the smart ones are saying, hey, what's available to me? And they quickly put in online ordering. They're leveraging Uber to deliver food to their customers and they're innovating. And if you just sit back and say, Hey, I've had a good business. I've had good margins. That is the innovator's dilemma. At some point we have to be strategic as business leaders. We can't just be fat, dumb and happy. We have to continually innovate. And that's a challenge when a business is doing well, they don't think they need to innovate. Well, this wakes everybody up and it's time to innovate and move your business into the digital world 
so that you can do e-commerce and uh, that you can leverage the power of social media. And you don't have to be relying on television or radio. Build your own social media network so that you can send a message without having to pay someone else to do it. Great stuff. He is Rob Wellman, the CEO of Social 5. You can check them out at social5.com. Terrific week for you. Congratulations on America's Real Deal, uh, the number one business out of the 16 that were in that. You can check it out on Facebook. If you just simply do a search for America's Real Deal, you can see everything you need to see from the episodes and all of the company bios as well. It's really good stuff. Rob, I know you're a busy man and appreciate your time, and uh, good luck to you, and uh, continue to grind it out. Thanks for having us on today, Pete. Our honor. As always, we'll be back with another episode in a couple weeks. So long, everybody.